Hello, welcome to the Midweek Connection. It's Wednesday, November the 22nd, 2023. Now tomorrow is Thanksgiving, a special day set aside in our country to pause for a moment to count our blessings and to give thanks to God for His goodness toward us. Now that's going to be today's spiritual focus. But first, I have a few important announcements. So, let's get right into it. meeting this evening at the church and that the church office is closed Thursday and Friday in observance of Thanksgiving. But this weekend will be as normal, so I look forward to our gathering on Sunday morning. Number two, the men's retreat is coming up January the 19th through the 21st at Hidden Acres Camp. The cost is $120 per person and includes all meals, lodging, and a t-shirt. Now, this is really a great opportunity to further cultivate your relationship with the Lord as well as with other men from TMC. Now, you can register in this Friday's email blast using the link provided. And if you have questions, you can connect with Pastor Brett and his contact information has been there on the screen. Number three, joining Jesus in His mission is no small part of the TMC pathway to developing disciples of Jesus Christ. And Perspectives is a great supplement toward that goal. Perspectives is a 15-week course that can help you discover Jesus' mission to take His life-transforming gospel to every nation, tribe, and tongue and the role that he may have for you in that endeavor. Now, we've hosted that course at the church in our past, but this year the course will be offered at Prairie Ridge Church in Ankeny, beginning Sunday, January the 7th at 3 p.m. In this Friday's email blast, there will be a link to the video for you to learn more and to hear both Pastor Brett and myself share our thoughts and experiences uh, in perspectives. In the meantime, if you have questions, Pastor Brett is your point of contact and his contact information has been there on the screen. Finally, this Sunday, November the 26th, will bring us to the end of Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and the seventh and final letter Jesus dictated to the Apostle John to send to the church in Laodicea. Let me give you a quick review of where we've come from. We began our journey through Revelation on Sunday, September the 3rd, spending two Sundays getting acquainted with the book. On Sunday, September the 17th, we turned our focus for three weeks to the heavenly vision that John saw that brought him face to face with the risen, glorified Christ. Then on Sunday, October the 8th, we began a seven-week journey through the letters that Jesus dictated to John to send to the seven select churches in Asia Minor. We've uncovered and learned a lot about Jesus and His plan for His churches during this time. 
And again, we're going to bring this particular segment to a close this coming Sunday, November the 26th. So, beginning some Sunday, December the 3rd, we will step aside from the book of Revelation itself to lay a foundation about the doctrine of eschatology, which is the doctrine of last things. I really believe that this is crucial. It's crucial that we do this before we launch into the third section of Revelation where Jesus unveils His plan and activities regarding the things that are yet to come. So, December the 3rd, we'll focus on the four views of eschatology. We'll quickly look at amillennialism, postmillennialism, historic premillennialism, and dispensational premillennialism. <laughs> I'm telling you that one word is hard to say, millennialism. All right. Well, what I'm going to do in that particular uh, sermon is I'm going to give you a general overview of these eschatological belief systems. Then on December the 10th, we're going to focus on the dispensational premillennial view of eschatology and dive deeper into that. I'll give you then a brief overview of the dispensational approach to biblical interpretation, a brief overview of the 70th week of Daniel pointing us to the next age that follows the age of grace that we are currently in, and I will touch on the teaching of the rapture, the event that transitions the world from the age of grace to the age of tribulation. Finally, on December the 17th, we'll dig into the rapture itself, asking the question, does Scripture teach the existence of a rapture? Now, as I said, I believe this three-Sunday break from Revelation is crucial to lay a basic foundation upon which much of what we will encounter in the remaining portions of Revelation, uh, those things will be built upon that. Now, I can imagine that some might be thinking, but Pastor Mike, it's December. What about Christmas? Well, for those of you who are new to TMC, I'll give a response to that question. Now, as you might expect, our ministry calendar in December is filled with all sorts of activities that are focused on learning about and the celebration of the first advent of Jesus Christ. Now, Regarding our Sunday morning worship gathering, we always, each year, make the Sunday before Christmas Day all about the first advent of Christ, which is then typically followed by a Christmas Eve service. But we have uh, typically also had an every other year schedule as it pertains to those first three Sundays of December. Some years we make the whole month about the first advent, and some years we only focus on that, the first advent, on the Sunday before Christmas Day. Last year, the whole of December was focused on Jesus' first advent using Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7 as our guide. So, given our study of Revelation and the need to do some foundational work before launching into chapter 4 and beyond, my sermon content for the first three Sundays of December will be focused on those foundational topics. And then on Sunday morning, Christmas Eve, our exclusive focus will be on the first advent, the birth of Christ. 
So I hope that helps. I'll be reminding of you this as we go through the month of December, and uh, hopefully that helps you understand what to expect coming in the weeks ahead. So that does it then for this week's announcements. Now the spiritual focus. Since tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, I decided to lay aside questions for the pastor for one week to call our attention to the praise, adoration, worship, and thanksgiving that we should be giving to the Lord our God. He certainly does deserve it. Now I've selected an Old Testament passage to read, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 1 through 36. It records King David's leadership of the people as they came together for the dedication of the tabernacle on Mount Zion. Verse 1, And they brought in the ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it, and they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord, that is, in the name of Yahweh, and distributed to all Israel, both men and women, to each a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. Then he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Now, verses 5 and 6, I'm not going to read. He basically just offers some names of those who were appointed to play harps and to sound cymbals and to blow trumpets. And that leads us then to verse 7. Then on that day, David first appointed that thanksgiving be sung to the Lord by Asaph and his brothers. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that He has done, His miracles and the judgments He uttered. O offspring of Israel, His servant, children of Jacob, His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember His covenant forever, the word that He commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that He made with Abraham, His sworn promise to Isaac, which He confirmed to Jacob as a, as a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When you were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. 
Strength and joy are in His place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea roar, and all that fills it. Let the field exult, and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. He comes to judge the earth. O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to Your holy name and glory in Your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. King David knew how much Yahweh had protected and provided and maintained the covenants that he had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that made Israel the people that they were. And so he led them to give God praise, to acknowledge his wondrous deeds, and to give Him thanks for all of His faithfulness. Now, TMC, as your pastor over these past 16 years, I too know how God has provided, protected, and blessed us, and how He has shown His unwavering commitment to His gospel and to this church that He has chosen to use to share it. Truly, we are an imperfect lot, to be sure, led by a very imperfect pastor, but that right there should cause us to give Him thanks even more as we see how faithful He has been despite our many failures to be faithful to Him. Yet, He has chosen to give us opportunities to represent Him, His kingdom, His Son, and to be transformed by His Word and Spirit. We truly have so much to be thankful for, and we need to be thanking Him regularly. So. In light of the significance of tomorrow being a day of thanksgiving, let us give Him thanks for who He is and what He has done and for what He is yet to do in the days ahead. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for the many blessings that You have poured out. Time does not allow for me to recount uh, item after item, day after day, month after month, year after year that You have been watching over us and protecting us and using us for your glory and for the benefit of other people. Lord, we don't deserve these things, these blessings, but you have chosen to pour them out nonetheless. And so I thank you for them. And I pray that as we move forward into this next new year, 2024, that we would be ever mindful of your presence with us and that we would seek to walk closer with you than we ever have before, and that we would use every blessing that you give us to be um, a, a blessing to the people around us, that they may hear of your good news, and that they might come in faith repentance, putting their trust 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to make connections with men, women, boys, and girls to help them to grow in the, um, the knowledge and the nurture of the Lord Jesus Christ. That as you uh, do that, we will not fail to give you praise and thanksgiving. And so once again, we acknowledge that you are the source of all blessing. And we praise you and thank you for the blessings you've given us. And Lord, we offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this Sunday brings us to the end of Revelation chapter 3, looking at the seventh letter that Jesus sent to the churches. The text is Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22, and it is to the apostate church, the church in Laodicea. Until Sunday, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. God bless and have a great week.